Hey guys, welcome to another episode of NC Anime. NC Anime here. And today we're covering an interesting topic. Um it's gonna be I'm calling it two B two B A anime in April twenty twenty two. For anyone that doesn't know, two B A is to be announced. So that's the acronym. That a lot of people list when a project is released, but don't have a release date yet. It's to be announced. So it's coming up, but we don't exactly know when. Um, so I have a funny story how I came up with this name. Instead of calling it Upcoming Anime in April 22. So I submitted like what episodes I'll be doing for the next week for the designer. And one of those options was to be announced, um, to be a episode name. So I was going to get back to the designer to say what the name will actually be so they can design the cover art. Well, in my case, I didn't get back in time. So they were asking about the next cover art, and they said to be announced. Is that the title? I said no. Um, I had another title that I could have gone with for another just anime discussion. But then I started thinking, what if I called it To Be Announced? So I looked up To Be Announced Anime, and boom, upcoming anime was like the one of the first things that came up. So, from that perspective, I had to go with To Be A Anime in April 2022. I don't know. The name just clicked. It has a funny story. And 2BA is not normal. It's kind of funny. So, yeah. 2BA is my originality on the upcoming season. Coming up in April. We already had the February season release for the winter release. Now it's going to be the April spring release. So, a uh, notable anime that I'll be covering in this discussion is Yusha Imasu Shadowverse Flame um, Astaba Life which is a fun edition of Establish Astaba Life Great Escape uh, Otome Game Sikai Wa Ma Ni Kib so those are the series that I'm going to be covering. Let's start with uh, Yusha Yemasu. So this is a really interesting title for... It doesn't really come off as the way you think it will. Because we basically have a person who is the great savior of the humankind. He single-handedly defeated the demon king and made the demon army surrender in the war. Yeah, one person did that, and as a result, um, he comes back from the war between the humans and the demons, and everyone around him is a, is 
deadly afraid of him. He viewed it as dangerous, and they want to get rid of him. So here's what's the plot that drives the storyline. He's dangerous, and they don't want him to be a danger to them. So they want to get rid of the danger before he becomes an enemy of them. So basically a counter-preventive situation. They want to prevent him from turning on him, on them, actually, and in return get rid of a big threat. So they view him as a big threat and dangerous to just humanity in general because he's so powerful. Well, they, they turn on him, and instead of killing him, they fail. Many, many, many times. They keep on failing. Because he's just too strong. It comes to a point where they keep sending assassins to him, and they keep failing to assassinate him. So yeah, instead of a uh, start of like World War One or World War Two with assassination, he's preventing that because he can't die. <laughs> it sounds kind of far fetched, but like he's starting to realize that everyone coming after to kill him is really annoying. He always had to look out on his shoulder. He always has to fight for his life, and as a result. He's unhappy. He's greatly annoyed that they keep coming after him. Yet he's still coexisting in the kingdom. Then the king summons him of that prospective nation and basically tells him he's an absolute fear of this guy. No joking. He can tell that the king is greatly afraid of him. You know, afraid he might, if he said the wrong thing, that he might turn on him, etc., etc. So his proposal is that he's exiled for the simple fact that citizens' unrest of his presence in the kingdom is very unsettling and very uncomfortable. The citizens was so greatly disturbed by his presence because of the danger that he presents if hypothetically turns on them that he exiled. So he takes this to exilement seriously, which is surprising because usually if someone's exiled they start getting mad or say they don't they won't go, but he just says, Okay, that's fine. I'll go. So he leaves the the kingdom and nation. But one thing that is a little bit different is the simple fact that by him being in exile, he's now able to live a more free life without the attachment of people trying to kill him. And all he has to really do is stay undercover and stay in hiding. Which, to him, is not so bad. Um, it's, you know, it's pretty lackluster after he became the protector of humanity, but it established a plot later down the line. Um, 
while being in whatever village she's in at the time, he overhears that the demon army is uh, doing interviews and recruiting for new members to join the army, to join the ranks. So it's his prerogative to basically join join the demon army. So in that regard, uh, he has a vendetta against humanity for exiling him. And one place that he thinks he might belong since he got kicked out by humanity is the demon army. It's a really interesting plot when you think about it because not too many times do you get a person join the enemy side as a vendetta against humankind. Because usually you see that trope with either a betrayer or Judas type character. Well, uh, this character is neither of those because to become a Judas, you have to be given the opportunity to betray something. Well, in his case, he's not betraying because he's not, he's excluded from humanity, basically. They excluded him, so he's not betraying his own kind. He's seeking belonging. And if he has to join the demon army that he formerly defeated as a sense of belonging, if you're desperate enough to take it, you will. So this is what we call a desperate man in desperate times. He wants to establish himself. He wants to live a life that's not always in hiding. So joining the demon the army is a really interesting thought for this main character. So he joins. And as a result, um, you know, not only does he save the world, he's the strongest hero. Leo is not wanted in the peaceful human world. He's too, too, too strong. You know, he seeks the job of the demon, the demon king's army. He's defeated many times and he needs to rebuild it. So his role, he formally defeated this army. He's going to come and join to rebuild it to go against humanity. You know, it has, and when he gets there, he finds that he has way too many problems. Too much work, financial troubles. Basically, the demon army is basically cut off in his entire revision of everything because of the devastation of one person did to it morally and physically. This one person, Leo, has really devastated the demon army to be on its ropes. So he bought peace, but the thing is, he's joining this crumbled demon army to rebuild it up again to go against humanity. Leo encounters uh, Enchania again, and she asks why she invaded the human will. That was an unexpected story. Basically, you left up with that. So you have to find out more in order why she went to invade the human world in the first place. So yeah, he gets, he gets the interview. 
he joins a meeting with the four heavenly kings, which all are respectively generals of the demon army. Uh, and he's, I believe his occupation is to train the army. They also tell him that um, previous factions within the military have resentment towards him because of the obvious fact that he solely defeated them. So he has to conceal his magic in order to prevent chaos amongst the ranks of discovering who he is and what his identity is. But if he discovers he's Leo, the person who devastated the army, they might rise up to try to defeat him or, you know, disobey him, whatever. It's all kinds of craziness. So yeah, that's the main, that's not what the main focus of the demon army should be. It should be rebuild the ranks and be back to go back to war. So that's the main premise of the story. Um, and also, uh, he's in, he's defeated the full heavenly kings all before, plus the demon king. So he's taken with a grain of salt. If the person who defeated you solely comes to come to your aid, you know what? Maybe you should take up on that consideration. Just saying, because you know why not? <laughs> if you can have such a powerful extension to your army, why not take it? You know, and he's on a probation probation period until he proves results to be officially recognized in the demon army. I think it's kind of cool. That the premise works out like this. It'd be I enjoyed reading the manga of it, so I'd be enjoying to see what the anime would be like. I have high hopes for it, so that's my recommendation for it. Uh, let's see, ah, Saddleverse Flame, so. Shadowverse Flame is interesting. Um, so we have the the Koro Comics magazine uh, based on Psy Games. Shadowverse Car Battle smartphone game is titled The Shadow Flame Digifile Nikki or Digital Friend Dad Diary, whatever. Uh, and it's based on the upcoming anime Shadowverse Flame. Alright, so the so Shadowverse Flame is the second anime based on the Shadow Game, Shadowverse Game. It's said to be appear in April. The first game, the first anime was on the game was in April 2020. It was launched from Crunchyroll when it aired. The anime shows a completely original story and features only anime only characters. Um, so that's that part. So we have a little bit of background of what Shadowverse is, and here we go. Shadowverse Flame features a new protagonist, Light Tenravi, and its story is set in the Shadowvar College. A facility that trains professional players, the Shadowverse game. 
In your light, a transfer student decides to join the seventh flame. One of the seven um, Shadowvar clubs. However, seventh flame is on the verge of closure due to a lack of members. In order to avoid the club's demise, Light decides to look for new members. But what awaits him are powerful rivals who control a wide, a wide variety of cards. Alright, so yes. One thing to, to take note is Shadowverse is based on a card game. And they use a smartphone device to launch the game as like you would do the game itself before you know the the free or vote the first part adaptation which is the video game so they're going back on that philosophy of the phone being used and it gives off a digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh vibe into the veins Yu-Gi-Oh veins literally combines this Virtual reality and a card game come together. Well, this is more like Digimon, kind of, so it, it kind of brings it in more. So, I don't know. It's it's an interesting read for it, at least. I think it would be very good based on current events. I think it can do really well. You know, it's it's fantasy. Uh, or JST, which is, I think, the German station. So, yeah, Shadowverse F. You should be able to see new charms to Shadowverse. Also, have a Dragneal, a new popular Digifren or Digifile. Newly joins the new series involving the light and the story. We have like you know Seventh Club, Light, Seiki, Subaru, a Genius Company, Ain, uh Maravitaint. Then you also have the Seven Shadows, Warframe, Luca, and you also known which is the Arc Ruler. The digital flans. Seventh flame is Dragneal, Slade, Halises, and then we have another mystery group, uh, Amiros, Miti, Demia, Garu, Wingy. So yeah, they these the monsters that they summon gives out the Digimon vibes where the cards you just someone that gives off the Yu-Gi-Oh vibes. It's uh, kind of interesting. Not gonna lie. And, uh, you know... Let's see. The Digital Fan Diary is pretty good. Um, I mean... It seems like it would be interesting... It seems kind of uh, lackluster, but how to play? Let's see. How, you know, 
this might be interesting to see how it plays because it could be totally different what the card game is. Alright. Flaming Glass. Relatively new. Play for craft for F and uh let's see. Uh we have D Shift, the classic host for Flaming Glass. They pop up everywhere, but they're pretty rare. They're pretty hard to pull off since the meme status. So if you don't mind having a suboptimal deck more powerful to you. It's for a, the only deck that's semi reliable for playing flaming glass is D shirt rune. You get another let's see, dimension shift, you get another turn so the plan to play flaming glass plus dimension shift and then you become flaming glass right away. So yeah, it's just like uh, how that plays. Dominate the meta. Okay, so hmm. I don't know. You should probably give it a try. Because the, the game itself is uh, going to be what I call a hidden gem. Just for the simple fact that it reveals itself as that trope. And, you know, you never know. If you give it a try, you might you actually might like it. So the next topic we're going to do is establish, establish a life, great escape. I think this anime is kind of interesting. I like the establish, establish uh, instead of establish, it's a stab life, great escape. It's just a pun on the name. To me, it's, it's more interesting, but you know, it's just how it is. Okay, so, um, so the distant future, after reaching its peak, Earth's population falls in decline. AI was developed to help preserve the species and manage the ecosystem, a grand experiment in human diversity. Though genetic engineering, a diverse array of peoples, including beast folk, magical beings, and more, was created to live in a diverse city, separating into walled clusters. Each cluster developed a unique culture, befitting of the people that live there. Their lives in the system are continually maintained by the AI to ensure survival. So yeah, humanity, in an interesting perspective, makes on new ge geological, genetically modified humans are now able to call themselves into a different races. Which sounds like the main premise. Um, so that's where we start. So right off the bat, there's a great... Um, there's a great... There is a great devastation to Earth. So to save humanity, AI basically 
puts them in pods, and then over time they get released and they get like genetically modified, and as a result, humanity now is isolated from the different genetically modified humans, and they live peacefully under that uh, system. Um, all right. What I think will be interesting to see in the show is how do they only stay separated as genetically modified humans, or do they reach out and seek out? The truth to the world is it like a hidden agenda and the ai's are controlling them or is the ai's think it's safe to keep them separate or would would something happen to break the status quo and then they start intermingling with one another would it have to be like finding acceptance of someone that's different than you you never knew before and a new introduction to the same same humanity but who or totally different genetically. I think it'd be really interesting. I think it would be a breath of fresh air when you think of that perspective. So yeah. You know. Why is your life hard? Then all you have to do is get away. In the distant future, humans have evolved to include a variety of forms. Beast people, cyborgs, demons. Tokyo is divided into a number of clusters divided by high walls controlled by AI. People are no longer able to come and go freely, so each cluster has developed its own unique culture and customs. Most people live happy within the cluster's culture. However, there are also people who cannot adapt to the cluster they were born into. This has led to the emergence of those making a living by smuggling people into different clusters. These getaways use a variety of methods to outsmart the AI and smuggle their clients away. Run, run, get away as far as you can. This is a story of five getaways who help those in need. So now we have the introduction of the characters. The protagonist, 17 years old, an ordinary person. She's the leader of the getaway Extractors, an organization based on Rimakusu University City, a public face is that of a high school student who also manages the coffee shop for stock. Her past is unknown. She has a positive, reflect, relaxed nature and always smelling like a kind goddess. Alright, so fairies. We have, that's a race, Vai uh, Takashi. She's 17 years old. She's a demon. Uh, she's a getaway who works on the front lines. She's highly athletic and a wizard with guns. Her public face is that of a high school student, which in the same year is Ika. At first blush, she seems to have a strong personality, but she's quietly actually shy and easily pressured. Martes, Maria Nanganawa. She's 16 years old, a slime human. Yeah, a slime human. But she looks totally spoofed out with 
ears and perfect outfit. I don't know. But uh, I guess that's a slime human in that case. She's in charge of operations and compact for the getaways. A perfect place is a high school student in the same age as Yuka and Ferris. Cheerful and lively persona. She loves Yuka and makes her the basis of all of her decisions. Interesting. This is the person that brings all the energy together. And if you didn't know, these are all female characters and the getaway's mission to basically sneak species away and take them away. Intermingle with them and everything. Aga, the Shio Paimui, an AI bot who acts like an old man. Hmm. Acts like an old man. So that means he has the boys of an old man too? Don't know. He's in charge of technology and technical support for the getaways. He has missiles, laser guns, and other handy tools built in his body. He usually works as a surfing bot at the coffee shop Bostock. Ah, Uriah, Chiki, Shinin Chiri Miki, a wolf beast man. He serves as a vanguard for the getaways. Due to his healing ability and powerful physical abilities, he's akin to close combat with his twin swords. Huh, a dwarf swording wielder. That's interesting. Works as a waiter and guard dog at Bostock. Huh, interesting. He's the most sensible member of the team. He's also a gentleman with a keen sense of duty, but since he's the only one capable of barking, that just doesn't get across to most people. Well then, that's a very interesting premise. So yeah, that's the team for the getaways in a in the anime, Astaba, Astaba Life Great Escape. So they're trying to get all the different beast people they can, slime people, you know, demon, etc., to join ranks because they don't fit in themselves. This is a, a a classic example of misfits. You know, misfit doesn't get along, so they form their own group. And as a result, they are in opposition to the AIs currently assisting. So their mission is to get as much recruiting people as possible to get them away. It's a very, I like the plot. I think it fits really well. You know, it, it basically says the great escape is this. And by comparison... It should be able to work. I mean, we have a demon. We have a slime human. Uh, we have a regular human. So we have the normal human and a beast man. A wolf beast man. We'll just say that. Wolf beast man and a robot. I don't know. The robot seems like the father of the group. The beast man's the sensible person. The only male, too. Which is kind of weird. Um... He's the only male of the group. I guess they call the robot a man. I don't really know. Robots don't really have genders, so it's just really a, a male presence. Just say that. I don't know. I like the slime. The slime only seems like energetic and off the top. The demon seems like strong little but shy. Um, I don't know. The relaxed nature of uh, Ika 
tends to have a an appeal of a character that can bring characters together. So with me, I think the uh, premise of establish Astaba Life Great Escape is a how I should say it. Um, a seven out of ten. I'll give it a seven out of ten just because of its interesting appeal and overall aesthetic. So next one is uh, Otomi. Tell me game. Alright. Story based aim is towards women. Oh gosh. Tell me game seeker. That's uh, uh, seeker for keep. It's bear with me. Um, I might be butchering the name, but you know, it just happens from time to time. Alright, so story here. Office worker Leon is reincarnated into a particularly punishing dating sim video game where women reign supreme and only beautiful men have a seat at the table. But Leon has a secret weapon and remembers everything from his past life, which includes a complete playthrough of the very game in which he's now trapped. Watch Leon spark a revolution to change his new world in order to fulfill his ultimate desire of living a quiet, easy lifestyle in the countryside. Huh. This is an easy kind. But it's based on a sim game. Oh, uh, this is kind of interesting. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know. Sim game. But also combining others seems. Let's see. We have the office worker Leon. Dove Barford dies. Finds himself reincarnated into a Tommy game. He's, he's forced to play by his sister. Specifically, he's reincarnated into the half-fought kingdom of the Tommy game world, one where women reign supreme, uh, tough for mobs background like him. Uh, the plot revolves around disturbing, disrupting the world using his knowledge of the game from his past life. He's finding a cheat item from Luxion and rolling into the whole Holt Fort Academy. He attempts to live a normal life, but through his actions, he gets embroiled in all kinds of conflict, while intermingling uh, with the royalty and other characters of the Tommy game. And then we also have the characters. Um, so, Leon Foe brought Fort. Uh, protagonist of the series, he's died reincarnated in the game. He has black hair, eyes, and average looks. Plain features that let him blend to the background, despite looking down on overly prideful people. Uh, he enjoys showing arrogance in his abilities. He knows how to display him, superiority damaging his opponent's confidence and pride. He doesn't waste an opportunity to crush his adversaries mentally, despite he, he tries to stay out of trouble, not interfere, story of a calming world. 
we often drag himself at the center of these events for someone's sake. But he's back a protector. He'll get himself involved if someone else is at stake. So yeah, he's kind of okay in that regard. Even if it means that his normal life gets disrupted and interfered with. He cares for, like, Angelica and Olivia. He's willing to risk his own life and always tries to think what's best for them. Who's now, We also have Olivia, the protagonist of the first Otomi game, who Leon befriends. She has the light brown hair with greenish blue eyes. She's all but mean, a modest girl who is a very kind and gentle with people. She dislikes gambling, and despite her kindness and modesty, she lacks a consistent amount of self-confidence. Stems from how she became a commoner who attends a school that is dominantly populated by nobles who mostly look down on her. Unlike the main storyline, Olivia is actually happily in love with Leon, as in the game route, she couldn't refuse the advances of the captured characters out by society standards. Then we have Angelica Raha Redgrave, the main villainous of the first Tommy game, where she beef where Leon befriends, blonde hair with fierce red eyes. So that's where Redgrave comes in. Red eyes. Uh, thanks to Maria's meddling, Angelica instead becomes the victim of what should have been Olivia's story. Instead, she becomes best friends with Olivia and engaged to Leon. Interesting. Uh, she's engaged. Um, Loxian, an artificial intelligent item with a personality of its own, assists Leon with his activities. It's, it's the main. It's a. Its main body is a giant black spaceship-like airship. But to get around, Leon takes the appearance of a small metal ball with a single red lens. Since Leon is technically a new human, uh, Lux. Luxion messes messes up his orders as it hates new humans, but Leon's soul is Japanese. So yeah, Luxion hates new humans, so he typically interferes with uh, Leon. And then we also have Maria Fo Lofton. She's the daughter of the, the Viscount family. She has the long blonde hair. Her eyes have a uh, clear sky color. She's petite, being small, slim body. Um, comes off as a kind, shy young girl from outside. She's a manipulative, selfish person. She has no problem manipulating others for her own good. She's also the bratty sister from his last life. So yeah, foe uh, is the name they share. Marion foe and Leon foe. So that's their combinationship outside of the game. Actually, sorry, she pushed him into play the game as it started a chain reaction that led to a bad life. So we also have Julius Raphael Hallford. He's one of the main capture targets in the first series and crown prince of the Hallford kingdom. An idiot by Maria and So that's some of the introductions to some of the characters. I think it's really interesting that Leon is forced to play the game by his sister, and Mary becomes involved later in the game. 
She's now in Baba putting herself in the game as well. So she has a bad life. So what she pursues Leon as a way to say sorry or I don't know, make her life better. I'm kind of confused with that. So give you know, give me a little break because I feel like it will be really interesting to have in that regard. So that's my take on it. Um, I think it would be advantageous of me. So this is what the new seasons kind of look like. Um, not going to lie, it's still pretty good overall. And, you know, there's other anime to look up for April 22. But overall, it's a good mix of what's going to happen. Because we have, like, let's see, other series we have Spy X Family. Let me briefly read that. Uh, for the ancient, okay, this is a long one. For the ancient known as Twilight, no order is too tall if it's for the sake of peace. Operating as Vesta's master spy, Twilight works tirelessly to, to prevent extremists from sparking a war with neighboring country, Ostania. For the latest mission, he must investigate Ostanian polit, pol, politician Donovan, Donovan Desmond by infiltrating his son's school, the prestigious Eden Academy. Thus, the agent faces the most difficult task of his career. He has to get married, have a family, have a child, play family. Huh, that's kind of interesting. Twilight or Lord Forger quickly adopts the unassuming orphan in order to play the role of a six-year-old daughter and prospective Aiden Academy student. For a wife, he comes across your Berea, an modest-minded officer worker who needs a pretend partner of her own to impress her friends. However, Lloyd is not the only one with a hidden nature. Your moonlights as the lethal assassin Thorn Princess for her Marrying Lloyd creates a perfect cover. Meanwhile, Anya is not the ordinary girl she appears to be. She's an esper, the product of secret experience that allowed her to read minds. But though she uncovers their true identities, Anya is thrilled that her new parents are cool, super-secret agents. She will never tell them, of course, that would ruin the fun under the skies of the forgers. Inspire the assassin, the esper, must act as a family, are carrying out their own agendas. Uh, those those, those liars and misfits are only playing parts. They soon find that families about far more than blood relations. Okay, that's... Huh. I might have to look into this anime. This is probably the best one on this list. <laughs> oh my gosh, what the heck did I reveal to myself? Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know. Spy X Family. I really like the prince. I I like it a lot much. I think it'll be a great watch for people interested in that kind of stuff. Espionage, undercover, assassin, an esper, and a great spy. 
Uh, assassin, a spy, and an esper. So an esper can read minds. A spy who's basically stealthy and getting information. Assassin who can be stealthy and kill people. That's a really interesting duo. I'm I'm recording. Um, let's see. Ah, let's do another series. Summertime Window. That seems interesting. Okay, has a good plot. Um, after his parents died, uh, Shinpei and Jiri live with the Kung sisters, Mio and Yusho. Yushio. But he has since moved to live on his own in Tokyo. But after Yushio drowns while trying to save the young girl Shuriya, he returns home to mourn her departure. Oh gosh. However, bruises around Yushio's neck bring the cause of death into question. Taking a step back, Shinpei becomes convinced there must be another explanation. Dangerous entities roam along among the islanders. And a vision of deceased Yushu asks him to save Mio as a final request. He something is something is afoot, and Yushu's death is the only piece is only a piece of the puzzle. The help of Mio on various characters, Shinpei struggles to forge a future in which he, his friends, and family can stay alive. But more he investigates, the more impossible such a future seems. The darkness infiltrates his home island. Just how much more suffering will he go through before finding the right path to save it all? Well then, that took a turn for the worse. So he has a he has like a family he's grew up with, and one of them dies, and he comes back into the picture because of that. Yeah, this is gonna be twenty five episodes. So it's a motor mystery anime. That's worth looking into. Not gonna lie. And this is my honest reaction to this. I wasn't expecting to go I guess on short tangent for the four episodes I selected. Um So yeah, I this is a I don't know about must watch, but definitely one of the most more, let's just say, great anime to watch. Mm. Look at uh, King of the Four Seasons, fine. Look at Ayush Ashishi. Alright. Asito Aya. Is a young aspiring soccer player from a backwater town in Japan. His hopes of getting into a high school with a good soccer team are dashed when he causes an accident during a critical match for his team, which results in their loss and elimination from the tournament. Nonetheless, he catches the eye of someone important who had to be visiting from Tokyo. How would things turn out for Ishida? Okay, it's a sports anime. That's good. Um, it's sports, and it's also cyan genre. Okay, cool. So cyan genre is like young adult kind of thing. 
I mean, seems like a good premise. He messes it up, and how would it, how would it come after the fact? And how he messes it up in relation to the team. So this could have implications in the loss that he had, the elimination from the tournament. So that's a big motivation to do better in the next tournament, or even a push for validation to do better. So I don't know. Failure can often lead to great things. And the one thing failure can lead to, if you don't fail, you can't overcome what is needed to succeed. So that's my belief about failure. So that's a pretty good premise. I mean, soccer? I mean, the un- I don't really see much soccer anime, so this could be interesting. We don't know much information, like how many episodes it will be. But I think it might be 15 to 25 at least. I think it has a good uh, running for the premise it's running with. So that's pretty fair. Um, um, let's see. Uh, Bill Divide Code White. That seems a little out there. So this is the second season of Bill Divide. Okay, fantasy, not much on it. Kano Hilo Manasuki. Manasuki, actually. Fantasy and adventure comedy starring Kala, a dark elf cleric who's invested too much in her insulting skills and Alvin, a swordsman who's to put up with her antics. Okay. Interesting that this is an elf, dark elf cleric and a swordsman. Interesting, we have the gentle healing and the main fighter. I don't know, elf news magical, knight's more physical. Let's see. The Kunisuchi Tubaki Tubaki Tusibaki no Mino Uchi. Okay. This is a uh Iceland the Iceland Icelandic uh clan composed of all girls bodily made of consistent of young Kunisuchi in training. Okay, so Kuni Kunochi is a shinobi type uh, class. They specialize in the secret arts and stealthness. And the p- predominantly women, because women can be used to seduce men to get information. Uh, it's a it's it's an interesting tactic. Um, the former shinobi that is like stealth but information gathering. And, you know, they tend to be mostly female for the simple fact that they can get in, get in out quick. And, you know, women can be unnoticed at times because, you know, who wouldn't expect a woman to be a, a, uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing? 
you wouldn't really necessarily expect a betrayal until it actually happened. So that's why they're so very unique in this uh, for training type, well, information gathering. Um, anyway, it consists of young in training. They have a code, and they also have a code they must adhere to. Um, as all men are dangerous, being interact with men is forbidden. So Kunishuchi uh, typically, traditionally, don't interact with men much, as like dating wise. So they don't get married. They don't date men. Uh, they, you know, more likely. They, it's just better for them not to get involved. If you get romantically involved, you get you you your entire life changes. You become more soft. Your perspective on life becomes different. So the training for Kanuchi uh, basically is hindered because now you're distracted. You have something. You have an attachment. All that stuff that comes with it. Uh, then we have Chusuchi Tubaki, the leader of the Dog Squad, an excellent trainee with a promising future. But she started to experience a strange feeling in her heart whenever the subject of boys is brought up. Yeah. This is basically a plot of what happens if I become interested in the thing I'm not supposed to be interested in. You know, you train for this and you're not supposed to have this. So the taboo, the exception. You're the exception to this rule, and you break this rule. So she's she's has the temptation. She feels different around the opposite gender, and it creates a tension in the story because she's not supposed to be attracted to the opposite gender. She's supposed to be of be null and void of all interactions with the opposite gender. So it's kind of interesting to see that interaction with her. Plus, you know, I don't know, she feels a little different. Maybe, if everyone acted on their emotions, maybe the world would be a little bit different. You know, there's always an exception to the story, and her character is no ex- it's not, as a, no exception to that trope either. But yeah, I hope, this is uh, informative and in what is the upcoming anime season for 2022 in April. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes as it can basically be interesting to see how they unfold, how everything comes together. I think the new season is has some Lots of promise. Uh, you know, with everything, given to what I said and have said today, the shows in which I discuss, which is, uh, let me go back, Husha, Yamut Mesu, Shadowverse Flame, Astaba Life, Great Escape, uh, Atomi Game, Sikai Bob, Mob Nikib. Also, uh, the other one. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I was greatly ins- 
uh, impressed with Spy X Family. I was really taken back by that. So, those are the typical shows. And also, Summertime Window is really good, too. So, those are my honorable mentions. Spy X Family and Summertime Window as other shows to put on the spotlight. Like, put at the top of your watching list. Especially Spy X Family. That just sounds like a crazy mess that somehow works. Mythics Misfits coming together that they have espionage, you have killing, and you have psychic ability to read minds. They all seem seem to intermingle with one another. Then you have like a murder mystery of two sisters, and the sister dies, and one sister is still at danger. It's up to the I guess the adopted brother to help solve it, but they also have other people so it's like, you know, that needs to be solved. But yeah, I would overall give this my selection for the to be and to to be a no, to to be a anime in April 22 a chance to consider the uh, to be announced anime in April 22 is Something to look at. Overall, enjoy. Uh, it's just the new anime coming in, so there's always new anime. So just keep in mind that might be one or two titles that you might want to watch. And uh, two titles that actually I want to watch is a little bit of A Stab of Life, Great Escape, Spy X Family, and Yusha Yamasu. So yeah, they're all really unique in their perspective. In the getaways who gets all the species together. Demon King, who takes into the greatest enemy. And a family trying to find out what's going into school life at the academy. And trying to be, pretend to be a family, but eventually becomes a family. So that's my takeaway from this... Uh, 22 April release date for new anime. I hope you guys enjoyed it and hopefully it was entertaining enough that it was worth a listen to. Thank you. Uh, This is the conclusion of today's episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you take a look at the 2022 April anime releases and decide for yourself what you might want. See you guys. Bye.